Hello, and welcome to the dark side with Marinda and Brianna. I like it. It's kind of dark and spooky, which fits the episode. Well, because Marinda, <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about Wicca and Satanism. So, do you want to stop sharing your screen? Yes, so you can see my beautiful face. Uh, let me do that. Precisely. All right. So, uh, you guys are going to hear me talk a lot about uh, <laughs> Wicca and how it is both an old and new religion. Mm-hmm. And Satanism. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> And Brianna, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to interrupt and stop me. I'm sure our listeners will have the same questions. Mm -hmm. I have been studying Wicca for 20 years, and uh, Satanism is a little bit newer for me, so I am still learning a little bit about that, but um, I feel like it's actually pretty easy to learn, and I'm picking it up pretty quickly, I think. So, um, but there's always things to learn in both of those religions. So, Wicca, like I said in the little introduction, is both the oldest and newest religion. And why that is, is because back in the good old days, ancient Greek and Rome, uh, in particular, had deities. We know them as the Greek gods and the Roman gods and goddesses. And uh, we know about Zeus, we know about Hera, Hades, Poseidon, Hestia, Demeter, and I know that there's a seventh sibling there with that Zeus has. And yes, Zeus uh, had children with his brothers and sisters, and was married to Hera, who was his sister. Um, If people are interested, and if Brianna is interested, we can get into Greek mythology more later. I am going to be teaching Brianna um, astrology as well as tarot, and uh, Greek mythology plays very heavily in both astrology and tarot, so um, I will be dovetailing some mythology into her lessons, but uh, if people are interested in that, just go ahead and email us if they, if you would like, like, many tutorials or anything like that on mythology. Yes, Um, our our email is Marinda and Brianna at gmail.com. Again, that is Marinda and Brianna at gmail.com. But real quick, is there an ampersand between Brianna and Marinda? Or Marinda and Brianna? No, it's, I forgot it's the which. word and. I thought about doing okay. an ampersand and then I was like, Mleh. I got curious. Okay, all right. Good I just question. wanted to clarify that for people listening who want to email us. So, uh, yeah. Let's uh, hop right back into it. Um, And we all know that people worshipped these gods and goddesses up until uh, 
Christianity came around and they wanted to um, convert people to Christianity and Catholicism. Um, so that pretty much put an end to that way of believing the temples are still there obviously we can go and visit Zeus's temple we can go and visit Athena's temple um, those are still there um, I think there is a rock with Poseidon kind of off of the Greece coast but I could be wrong um, Maybe I'm thinking of Atlantis. I'm not sure. Let's not talk about Poseidon. <laughs> I did a thumbs up uh, in a frowny face and you didn't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> um, so, and then Christianity became the big thing. Uh, and the old religion was forgotten for a while. And it resurfaced in the... I'd, I'd say 1940s, 1950s, mm. when a gentleman named Andrew Gardner came in and he got really tired of how strict monotheistic religion was getting and he uh, very much revived uh what's called neo-paganism, which is uh, also called the New Age Movement. Um, and Brianna's happy dancing. And uh, we do have a lot to thank him for. However, he ended up uh, putting a lot of rules into Wicca. We have the Wiccan read because of him and his coven was very selective he very much um you cannot just call yourself a gardenerian wiccan mm. you have to be initiated into that specific coven mm -hmm. and they are very secretive they are very um withholding of their information they did a lot of good, don't get me wrong, because we have Wicca as it is today, but again, it's it's limiting and it actually um, has a lot of the things in it that Gardner tried to get away from in mm. terms of regular religion or uh, monotheistic religion. So enter Alistair Crowley. <laughs> uh, I have strong feelings about Alistair Crowley, I'll admit, but I am also trying to keep an open mind and a writer that I respect very much, uh, who is a Sagittarius. Yay, another one! Yeah, another one. Imagine, they keep coming up. Um, he actually recommended a book on his Instagram recently, and uh, his, this author's name is Damien Eccles. He um, wrote uh, High Magic, 
angels and archangels Mm. and uh also with his wife wrote yours for eternity um and i haven't read it yet but it looks like it's letters between him and his wife while he was in prison um he I don't know if you're familiar with the West Memphis 3 case at all. Mm-hmm. That listening to that on Morbid really broke me and sorry, I'm going to get a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. Um because in my opinion, he and the other two gentlemen who were accused of committing this crime were falsely accused, indicted and sentenced to life in prison. And uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Damien actually was sentenced to death. He wow. was he was sentenced to die. But they decided to enter into an Alford plea. So they are free, thankfully. But uh, the person or persons who killed three eight-year-old boys horrifically is still at large not thank you is still at large so damien is writing and uh he he's on instagram he's free he has a a patreon set up um he does retreats both online and in person and he has been studying Wicca and Satanism for a very long time as well. And he recommended this book um, by this writer who breaks down Crowley's teachings. Mm -hmm. And because I respect Mr. Eccles, uh, I ordered that book and it came in the mail recently. So I'll be reading about that even though I previously Brianna has heard a tangent or two about my feelings with Aleister Crowley and how uh, he he does scare me a little bit because he he liked the magic aspect but he wanted to bind demons for personal purposes and I think that if I recall correctly, um, he wanted to learn things that, in my opinion, he had, like, there's certain things that I think are just none of our business. Yeah. It's not for us to know. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, some of the things he wanted to know weren't any of his business, but again, to each their own, um, he, he claims that he invoked Toth, mm-hmm. um, the ancient Egyptian god, um, and he is very much, he he's written a book on sex magic. I have owned his books in the past, but ended up selling them mm-hmm. simply because it was just kind of intimidating and at some point it just didn't feel aligned and it just felt off having those in my house no i hear you so i don't own anything by crowley specifically 
um, he was very much into the magic aspect of invoking demons. Um, he also invoked some angels. Um, I think he created some seals that he wanted and needed to be broken uh, so that he could find the answers that he was looking for. Uh, I forget how he died and how... Well, actually, I know how one of those instances ended. He died right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So, who knows what he opened, really. Are you serious? Uh, he died enter in the Anton like... LaVey. I'm serious. Calling upon something. Invoking angels. Invoking and, and entrapping angels. Because that was part two of his thing. Yes. And he died. Ah. Um, I don't remember how he died specifically. No, 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 no. He was not in the middle of ritual or anything. Oh. He just didn't finish it. He died before he could finish it. Excuse me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I should have been more specific. I was like, and realized he just you left asking. that shit open? No. <laughs> mm, well, I mean... If you look at it, he kind of did leave it open because he did not finish his very intricate spell. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. I hate when that happens. I hate when I die before I finish my spell. Damn. <laughs> that sucks. I know. Ass. It's so annoying, isn't it? I know. It's some bullshit if I ever heard some. <laughs> um, Anton LaVey. <laughs> who wrote the Satanic Bible and uh, a few other books that we... I haven't read those either or even looked at those. I'm savoring the Satanic Bible, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also enjoying Lilith Starr's uh, self-published books, The Happy Satan... Actually, finished the Happy Satanist. It's not very long, and it's actually a wonderful, fast, comprehensive read. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm savoring uh, compassionate sa Satanism. Actually, um, I'm 327 pages in out of 400 and something. Um, and she is wonderful. We'll talk about her in a little bit. And uh, Joseph Rose as well. So, <clears throat> um, but first, Anton LaVey and his history. He came around in about the 60s, and not much is known about his background. We're slowly finding out a little bit more. He did spend some time with the circus. He ironically had a similar background to a certain co-host of mine where he tried religion mm -hmm. he just didn't understand religion damn and About then that. <laughs> i love you and then he he was with the circus for a little while and he saw the cons and saw the magic tricks and was mm -hmm. just like mm. I can't really believe in magic anymore, and this Crowley guy wrote some shit that I don't agree with, and there's a lot of things I don't agree with here. I'm gonna start my own thing. Hmm. So he wrote the Satanic Bible and founded the Satanic Church, which has 
either chapters or temples in various states. I don't know that there's one in New Mexico or... North Carolina. Utah? <laughs> oh. I was going to say, I think there, I don't I think there's one it. in Utah. Yeah. I think the one that's closest to me is in Arizona or Texas, ironically, and Ooh. I'm not going to Texas. Yeah, no. So, because I've looked, <laughs> that might play a factor into my moving away from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a satanic temple or chapter nearby, thanks. Um, but, uh, so he he wanted to take the magic out of Satanism and make it more about atheism, basically. Mm, yeah. But but even that isn't the right word for it. Mm -hmm. Because he very much is like you are your own god. Your body is your temple. He wrote something about love. Hang on, I have the Satanic Bible right here, and oh, I actually read you just, it recently. You're like, I actually just happen to have it. <laughs> Shh, we're not going to talk about how I'm reading it right now, along with so many other things. Uh, love and Hate, page 64, and this is in the book of something. He breaks it up into books. It's in The Book of Lucifer, Air, The Enlightenment. Mm. Page 64, Love and Hate. Satanism represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. You cannot love everyone. It is ridiculous to think you can. If you love everyone and everything, you lose your natural powers of selection and wind up being a pretty poor judge of character and quality. If anything is used too freely, it loses its true meaning. Mm. Therefore, the Satanist believes you should love strongly and completely those who deserve your love, but never turn the other cheek to your enemy. Love is one of the most intense emotions felt by man. Another is hate. Force yourself to feel indiscriminate love is very unnatural. If you try to love everyone, you only lessen your feelings for those who deserve your love. Repressed hatred can lead to many physical and emotional ailments. By learning to release your hatred toward those who deserve it, you cleanse yourself of these malignant emotions and need not take your pent-up hatred out on your loved ones. Mm. There has never been a great, quote, love, end quote, movement in the history of the world that hasn't wound up killing countless numbers of people, we mm. must assume, to prove how much they loved them. Every hypocrite who ever walked the earth has had pockets bulging with love. I'm just going to finish this because it's a very, very short installment in this. Um, every... Right when I say that, there's a word that I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> pharisaical. Yeah, that's. We'll go about with right. pharisaical. It, it's like yeah. Pharisee, but pharisaical. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Every pharisaical religionist claims to love his enemies, even though 
when wronged, he consoles himself by thinking God will punish them, instead of admitting to themselves that they are capable of hating their foes and treating them in the manner they deserve. They say, there but for the grace of God go I, and, quote, pray, end quote, for them. Gee, this sounds wow. familiar. Did wow. we just talk about this? And That's, I'm not done yeah, yet, but did, did we just that. talk about this? Okay, why should we humiliate and lower ourselves by drawing such inaccurate comparisons? Satanism has been thought of as being synonymous with cruelty and brutality. This is so only because people are afraid to face the truth. And the truth is that human beings are not all benign or all loving. Just because the Satanist admits he is capable of both love and hate, he is considered hateful. On the contrary, because he is able to give vent to his hatred through ritualized expression, he is far more capable of love, the deepest kind of love, mm. by honestly recognizing and admitting to both the hate and the love he feels, there is no confusing one emotion with the other. Without being able to experience one of these emotions, you cannot fully experience the other. And that is the end of that. I love that duality. Segment. Exactly. Because, like, you can't have the light of love without the darkness mm -hmm. that comes with hating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's love and light, or there's love in darkness too and there's hate and light too mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot yes. of dichotomy there <laughs> and i feel like it points out a lot of the flaws with any other structured structured religion that is focusing mm -hmm. on one which is all love all mm -hmm. peace mm -hmm. all light which is what we talked yes. about when we talked about yes. light workers mm -hmm. and that lack yes. thereof Mm -hmm. And they do try very hard to keep Satanism as we know it today without magic. However, there are there are Wiccans that are Satanists mm -hmm. and Satanists that are Wiccan. Mm -hmm. um, enter Joseph Rose and his podcast, Hail Satan, which is also named after the documentary of the same title, Hail Satan. Mm. And he has interviewed Lilith Starr, as well as atheists, agnostics, and uh, one of the Satanist women that he interviewed is actually somehow dating a Catholic. I don't understand it, but it works for them. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm glad mm. that it's working for them last I heard on his mm -hmm. podcast when he mm -hmm. was interviewing her. Um, as, again, we'll get to Lilith Star in a, in a minute, but um, he founded a temple of Satan in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure it's a temple and not a chapter. Mm. Um, the difference between a temple and a chapter is that a chapter is going to be, I don't want to say more organized, but it's going to be more recognized. Um, and it's going to be a little, I don't even want to say it's going to be a little bit more political because that's not the right word either. 
um, hierarchical might yeah, be a better yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I would say it. what you mean if you said political, though. But I like mm-hmm. the hierarchical. Yes, yes. But <clears throat> a temple, on the other hand, is going to be a little bit more not loose, but it's going to. You'll get the same thing, but not as high intensity as a chapter. Mm. And one of the most important things with Satanism, you're going to love this, is activism. So you are expressing your religion when you're protesting gay rights, Mm -hmm. when you're protesting pro-choice, when you're fighting for freedom of religion in schools, when you are fighting, did I mention women? rights because women's rights is a Mm -hmm. big one that they advocate for um the separation of church and state is a huge one there um in arkansas there is a um satanist sat excuse me satanist chapter and they on a political ground erected the ten commandments And they, or maybe it was Florida. I could imagine it being Florida that this happened, but I'm pretty sure it was Arkansas. And the Satanists, re, they were like, you can't do that. There needs to be a separation of religion from mm-hmm. state. If you're going to put Ten Commandments here, we want a statue of Baphomet. I was thinking it was Baphomet, too. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> I think I was in high school when that happened. Yes. That's crazy. Yes, probably. Probably. So uh, they advocate for all of these things, and that is how they express their religion, is by advocating for these basic human rights. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had the gumption to do more of that. I just... I don't know. Maybe if I were not living in New Mexico. No, I hear you. And had someone to go with. Like, when you said that, like, a huge part of their practice is activism, I was shot Mm -hmm. back to when I was, like, nine or ten years old, and I was still Catholic, not by choice, and Mm -hmm. just by raised, and I... Mm-hmm. was standing on this one of the main streets in my hometown holding up a poster of I don't remember what it said but it was something about like how abortion is murder and we we had done what mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with this practice but a, a prayer chain where you're standing along the street with a bunch of other people mm. and you're praying i just stood there to be honest because i was like i'm not praying this entire time but i i did think about (laughs) the poor dead babies right oh yeah so um it's it's yeah it's i i regret having been there i wish i had more autonomy over my actions at that time because i was advocating for something that i'm almost praying against now you know what i mean like and i i think that's interesting yeah yeah i I do i had this realization recently that like the same people when i was or not the same Mm -hmm. the 
no, I don't want to say no matter how hard I prayed, but let's say like I was praying for the unborn, the quote unquote unborn babies from abortion. And mm-hmm. I was praying that abortion would stay illegal and go illegal in all states. There would be mm-hmm. 10 million Satanists mm-hmm. praying for the exact opposite thing or not even Satanists, just just people who wanted abortion. So mm-hmm. it's just right. so pointless to just have this like mm-hmm. distinctive uh, like mm-hmm. two two separate not parties, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so pointless because ideas exactly exactly because two things can i don't want to say be right at the same time but like the same people Mm -hmm. who don't want abortions can just not get abortions and the same people who do want abortions can just get abortions and that to me is literally the solution like why do you care if you're not my mom you're not my grandma you're not my mother-in-law why would you care if i get an abortion and even also, if you are no those business. people, exactly. Even if you are those people, it's no why would you? Business. It's not your business. Why would you get into that? Mm-hmm. And right. so you're just putting pressure on people through politics, through government politics, mm-hmm. to stop people from doing things that you consider wrong, and that's just forcing your religion on people. Like at the end of the day. And does it make you feel better to know that? I'm pretty sure, I'm like 95% sure that I read that the Satanists actually won the argument of separation from church and state and the statue of the Ten Commandments got to, had to take, had to be taken down. Yeah. Yeah, because if it wasn't taken down, then Baphomet would have had to stay. (laughs) Well. And he has titties. Oh no, nudity <laughs> not, in America. Not a female body part on my political grounds. Fuck by you the way, and your boobs. <laughs> by the way, America is based and founded on puritanical beliefs, yeah. not Catholic or True. Christian. Puritanical beliefs are different mm-hmm. than... It's a, Again, it's a different religion from... Catholicism and Christianity. It's a lot more harsher and we can talk a little bit about the Salem witch trials at a different point in time. Yes. And how Catholicism was actually looked at as witchcraft for a little bit because it was just a foreign idea to the Puritans who Mm -hmm. were English and Catholicism was okay by that time in England Catholicism was a weird concept to the British because by the 1600s England was Protestant it had been Catholic but it changed to Protestant and we'll Mm -hmm. again talk about that in another episode that's Mm going to have to deal with King Henry VIII and the Tudors Mm -hmm. so yeah and that pendulum swing uh, well we'll we'll get to King Henry VIII later um (laughs) i have a question yes okay so we this is our sixth episode so we wanted Uh to get dark and i feel like the most taboo word when i was a 
little Catholic girl in high school was Cthulhu. I know nothing about Cthulhu. <laughs> I have only seen him on like t-shirts and uh, Cthulhu. Yeah, that's all I know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard because this will make you laugh too. The only reason I know anything about Cthulhu was because my ex was a huge Cthulhu nerd. Oh my gosh. I've never heard Cthulhu nerd before. (laughs) Well, he he played all kinds of RPGs and Cthulhu is so big that it's actually an RPG. Mm. So, um, and I was determined because, you know gross love emotions and crap um (laughs) oh you like cthulhu okay i will read hp lovecraft and know everything about cthulhu just for you that is self-betrayal do you know but no 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 it was good because the shunned house let me tell you about the shunned house oh my god oh my god it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing there's witches in there. Witches. It's not as well known. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, let me, I will answer your question, but let me backtrack just a little bit to mm. Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. A lot of people, poor Edgar Allan Poe, he had a, he had a hard life too. It's the hard knock life, man. Um, he didn't really get recognition until after he had passed away, which really, really sucks. But he did get published here and there, particularly in Penny Dreadfuls, which Mm. are these, they were these tiny little books that you could buy for like 10 cents back in the day. And that was how he would get published, was in Penny Dreadfuls and sometimes, I think, newspapers. Mm. And then he died and everybody loved his stuff yeah it sucks when that happens but that's how it happened everybody loved his stuff so much that people started to copy it and Mm. he actually wrote the first science fiction story and you can see literal nods to poe's work in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's writing with Sherlock Holmes Mm -hmm. because Watson compares Holmes to um, Poe's detective uh, from Murders in the Room Morgue. I'm forgetting his very French name right now, but uh, Le Fano? No, that's a writer. Sheridan Le Fano. He wrote Camilla. Sorry, everybody. Anyway, it's, it's around... The name is in that ballpark. (laughs) And H.P. Lovecraft was no different. H.P. Lovecraft lived in Providence, Rhode Island in the 1920s. He was very xenophobic. He was incredibly Mm. xenophobic. Anybody who was not white, he was afraid of. And that is not me saying anything. There's proof of that. Mm he was married at one point, but they kind of separated amicably. She said he was great between the sheets. Uh. Who knows? Um, he never, he wasn't really, I think he was probably, my opinion, 
I think he was asexual. I don't think he had really sexual feelings for mm. anybody. Um, I think he was more interested in writing. And I'm not pulling my tomes out because I don't want my pile of books that's right next to me to fall <laughs> over. They're this thick, though. I'm not Jeez. lying. Ooh. One, the Necronomicon that he wrote is that thick. Mm -hmm. Eldritch Tales is, hang on, that thick. Wow. Yeah. So, he wasn't joking. Yeah. Um, Cthulhu to answer your question, is not something he spinned off of an Edgar Allan Poe tale. The Shunned House does reference Poe, mm. but Cthulhu is something that he imagined. It is a deep sea. Now that thing will give me nightmares probably. Um, it is a deep sea creature with bat wings and tentacles. You've probably seen pictures of it before. Yeah. And Cthulhu itself is a monster, an ancient monster that lives in the depths of the seas. And I forget how it got freed from a different dimension. A lot of people, Stephen King included, a lot of people have written Cthulhu mythos stories. Mm -hmm. um, if you, if, you listener are interested in a in the Cthulhu mythos story that Stephen King wrote. It is in his Nightmares and Dream Dreamscapes short story collection, and it is called Crouch End. And if you are not the reading type and you have <laughs> not paid advertisement, if you have Audible <laughs> or you. Or you get the CDs like my my ass did because I refused to not. Uh, <coughs> hi, I took forever to join the 21st century. Um, <laughs> if you prefer to read or listen to Crouch End, I highly recommend listening to Crouch End. I think it's volume I want to say it's volume two but it could be volume three on audible of nightmares and dreamscapes they broke it up into three volumes all of the stories are there including the introduction and the notes at the end of the book um, and Tim Curry reads it so Fresh. it's yeah it's amazing it's it's beautiful. He does such an amazing job. I actually woke up in the middle of the night and was like, like I had a dream about, um, I misquoted this story in my dream. And I woke up and was like, you got it wrong, Tim Curry. It's the goats of a thousand young and rolled over and went back to sleep. That's funny. <laughs> because that's that's just who I am as a person. <laughs> um, but Cthulhu himself, again, is from an alternate dimension. I forget how he got called in there. I need to reread this story or maybe find a Cliff Notes version because it's a fucking long story. <laughs> um, it takes up a good... It's a, it's a good... I want to say it's 
30 pages, but I feel like it's more like 60 pages mm. of the Necronomicon. Mm. And it's unabridged. And it's... H.P. Lovecraft's ideas were great ideas, but his writing is really hard to read because it's big, bulky paragraphs. And I admit I am guilty sometimes of writing big, bulky paragraphs, but not that fucking big. Jeez. Um, I feel you. <laughs> um, and it's very wordy. You can tell he loves the language, and I admit I love the language too, but it's hard to get the story from the language around that. So basically what I know is what I've told you. He mm -hmm. is a, Cthulhu is a sea creature, and uh, I know he's a bad sea creature. So okay. is Cthulhu like but, something that people worship? Is this more of like a concept like uh like a like a demon or something like that or what what mm. would you say it's benevolent evil no it's not benevolent it is a it is a monster it mm. is uh they i'll send you a gif um a pretty popular gif is uh him rising up out of the sea and it's a dark and very green and very creepy and ominous. It is not mm. a good thing for Cthulhu to be showing up. Um, however, like demons, you can see people put wanting to put a positive spin on Cthulhu. Yeah. And I've seen Cthulhu um, statues and um, I... <laughs> Spoiler, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this ever. <laughs> I don't think he will. But if he does, he will find out that he is getting themed birthday presents. He is getting two Cthulhu t-shirts and a Cthulhu tarot deck. And I bought a Cthulhu tar tarot deck for myself. Nice. Um, because I do like the idea of Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. Again, I just need to really like get the meat of it yeah yeah um i've, I've seen like the cthulhu plushies. because again it's that. hard to get the to get what it is yeah yeah i agree yes yes mm -hmm. i agree it yeah. is kind of yeah. hard to yeah so he's kind of like he's kind of like the demons are for us yeah yeah like almost like the way essential oils are like you know the gateway I mean? into witchcraft <laughs> No, not necessarily. Um, I could see how people would be intimidated by H.P. Lovecraft and think that mm -hmm. it's tied into that stuff. Mm. But his stuff is, again, more along the lines of horror and science fiction. Mm, so, um, and okay. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, of course, is mystery. And Edgar Allan Poe, you associate him with being horror, but he also did do science fiction just go look at um lygia lygia they can't agree on how to pronounce that um and that is like the first considered the first science fiction and again his story murders in the room org and mm -hmm. he has a couple other ones that um 
a couple of other stories that have the same detective and observer in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, without Poe, we would not have Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. We would not have H.P. Lovecraft. And we definitely wouldn't have Agatha Christie, who was given the challenge to write a similar story to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and she took that and ran with it and we have the mysterious affair at Styles, which is a Poirot mystery novel uh, that is really really well written you do not see that ending coming let me tell you <laughs> you don't see a lot of her endings comings and I'm still upset about some of it but uh, that's but not really another podcast because she is not witchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else about Wiccanism or Satanism that you want to cover? Yes. So there is a little bit more about Satanism that I'm wanting to cover. I'm wanting to talk a little bit about Lilith Star. Yes. I teased her throughout the episode and I feel like we need to talk about her. Hmm. So... I don't remember entirely how I found her, but I found, I saw her book, Happy Satanist, and was just like, no, no, I don't want anything Satanist in my house. <coughs> uh, the irony Baphomet that, the, that it's... Baphomet plushie, anyone? The Bible is literally in your bed. <laughs> like, literally. 60, 65 pages in? 65 pages in. <laughs> um... <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't want anything Satanist in my house. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I forget how I, f- like, somehow I ended up reading the description and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try that because I am ver- also very e. I've talked about my religion with my my psychologist before and I'm very all-encompassing yeah I'm very I want to believe in all of it or none of it Mm. so um I do and I like the seven tenets a lot they Mm -hmm. are something that I feel like I can get behind because they make sense and Satanism is also very science-based. It is very do your research and get the science behind it. Um, Believe in yourself and believe in the science. So I found Lilith's book before I found really Nikki or I must have found Nikki around the same time, uh, Nikki Komoni, and she has changed her handle to Womb Shaman, not Womb Witch anymore. Um, and, uh, I was just like, okay, well, I'll try reading Lilith's book. So I got it. And again, it's a very tiny book. Again, I'm not pulling that out, but I have it close by as well. Um, it's tiny and it was an easy read and it was comprehensive. She did go over the seven tenets very briefly in the happy Satanist. She goes over them more in depth in compassionate Satanism. She was in a high profile 
job with, I can't remember if it's a publisher, copywriter, or publishing house, but it was a high demanding job and I think it had to do with marketing as well. I, again, I forget what it was, but it was a high demanding job and she needed to find a way to keep up. So she, poor thing, she started huffing. She started um, doing drugs. She started doing cocaine. And for those of you who don't know what huffing is, that is um, the cans mm -hmm. that we have that has spray stuff in it. It has aerosol in it. Mm -hmm. And that is a chemical that makes it come out in the spray. And Nitrogen, right? Yes. Yeah. So she's huff. She's somehow using up whatever else is in that can and then using the last drags to huff and get a high off of that wow, that's, and th yeah and thinking she could quit anytime she wanted she could quit anytime she wanted um and like i said she fell into drugs she um she has an amazing story and she really got her life back together when she found her partner's copy of the satanic bible and she read it cover mm. to cover very wow. quickly and was just like this makes sense to me i have been searching my whole life for something like this mm -hmm. she like us <laughs> didn't uh, particularly care for religion. Her mm -hmm. parents were kind of hands off and let her kind of figure it out for herself. She identified as Wiccan for a little bit because that seemed to be the closest thing that she could resonate with. But when she was an adult and she'd hit bottom and she found the satanic Bible and was like, this makes sense. And around that time that she started believing and going off of the satanic bible and the satanic beliefs her life started changing and shifting and wow for the better she and her partner got into a better life and mm. they did do some blood magic to get there and, and to sign contracts you say, you say and what? things like that because they yeah blood uh -huh. magic? yeah what? uh compassionate satanism yes who, yes. who's, what's blood magic? I'm oh, sorry. Lilith. <laughs> Lilith Star for my blood witch. She she did some blood magic and mm. so did her partner. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I see. I see you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so her life started to shift. She got involved with the satanic chapter church satan yeah um y'all know what i mean yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> she started getting involved with that she wanted to quit drugs but she couldn't really find a safe place to do it because a lot of the places for people to quit drugs tell you to give your addiction up to a higher power as yeah. one of the 12 steps and a lot of them are religious mm. she was like and that was why she kept relapsing into drugs as well, because she had tried to quit several times. Mm. But she kept relapsing, especially when she got to that step, because she was just like, 
why do I have to give it up to a higher power? Why do I have to believe in a higher power? And why does that higher power have to be your God? I don't understand yeah. this. This is not computing in my head. Satanism makes you accountable for yourself. Your body is your temple. That is one of their most firm beliefs. Your body is your temple. Respect your body. Respect how you nourish it. Respect what you put into it. And she was like, oh, I can do that for myself. Yeah. I, I can believe in myself. I can have faith in myself. My body is my temple. I am my God. I can quit this. Yeah. And she quit it. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't discount Catholicism and Christianity. If that is what you believe, that is fine. Hmm. Um, we are finally finding our voice here. Yeah. And we are tired of being stifled. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we are advocating for ourselves and we are stating our beliefs. We are not by any means pushing our beliefs onto people. If you are not Wiccan, you don't have to listen to this. If you're not Satanist, you don't have to listen to this. If you're Christian, Catholic, and you're finding offense in this, you can turn it off. You don't have to listen to us. You can go. Or you can Doors put there. it on mute and, and just let it play out so we can get the full view. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just don't give us a bad review. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we, we are a bit of, not we are a bit of a minority. We are a minority mm -hmm. and this is how we're finding our voice. We are not doing this to push our beliefs onto anybody. We're doing this to educate people and to mm. let them know that they are not alone. Yeah. Because yeah. for, I don't know about you, but for a long time, I felt like I was alone. I agree. And it was very... isolating and very scary and and realized that there was a term for the type of depression I was feeling until I read Lilith's book and saw the term suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is a romanticization of suicide. And yeah. I mentioned in a previous episode, I think it might have been episode one, I was, well, cutting is like alcoholism. I'm always going to be a cutter even though I haven't cut in years. And, um, I, again, I hadn't cut in years, but that doesn't mean that the thoughts of suicide go away. Mm. They just, there's times when it's really bad, and then there's times that it's a fleeting thought mm. when times are bad. Or even when times are good, it's a fleeting thought, and it's just like... And suicidal ideation itself is, I think I'm, did I say what that is? Or not really? You did. You said it's a romanticization of suicide. Okay. Thank you. So I won't get into that, but it's, it's thinking, for me, it was thinking, oh, this person will change 
if I make a suicide attempt. And they'll come visit me in the hospital and be like, oh, okay, I'll change my ways and this and that. And it's like, that's not okay for anybody. Yeah. (laughs) That is suicidal ideation. That is not okay or healthy. And it sometimes I would have that just because it was so lonely. Like, maybe this will make this person come out of the woodwork and I won't be so lonely. Yeah. And it's just like, no, that's not how that works. That is very ridiculous and nothing will actually change if you commit suicide. It'll just fuck everybody up, mm-hmm. really. So that's why, you know, it's just give us the healthy space Space that we need mm-hmm. and you can have your healthy space to believe whatever you want to believe elsewhere yeah i i agree i we're here to again educate and <laughs> mm-hmm. and let people know that they're not alone let people who are like us know that they are not alone because we do not get to go to a church and say hi to people and because we do we're not an organized religion yeah yeah and touching on like that loneliness that like soul emptiness that you feel when you're Mm -hmm. depressed i've i felt that and something that recently Mm -hmm. popped up in one of my shadow works that i had to release was the it was in my hand it was the like murder weapon that i would use on myself like it was basically like a sharp object Mm -hmm. that i would change it would change from whatever whatever time i was in like i don't want to get too graphic but it was it was it was a sharp object that i was gonna stab myself with to end my life and so Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. there's just so much emptiness there and I I I do think that it's great that you like brought up your experiences with it and that it in finding this collective group of people that have gone through the same things Mm -hmm. and the same lows that you've gone through you're able to find these beautiful highs and it's not like a Mm -hmm. unsustainable high either it's like this camaraderie Mm-mm. And as you grow mm-hmm. and um, your community grows with you. And I think that's beautiful. Yes. You're my high. Oh, you you literally are my high. Like, you <laughs> are my gratitude for, like, almost every day. Like, like you, have you me ever too. heard of, like, but with you. With thorns. <laughs> You're like me too. I'm my my high, <laughs> but with you. And I learned that from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Everybody. Oh my goodness. But um, it, it's 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 been such a time, and I I think yeah. that finding out that I wasn't the only person that didn't have the same visceral emotions that everyone around me was having in church. Right. Even, like, recently, I was talking with my grandmother, and we were talking about how, like, she was like, what do you, what does being a witch look like for you? And what do you worship? And I was like, 
me <laughs> like you know what i mean like kind of what the list i yes, was going through I like do. i i don't worship anything except for myself like i love myself and so because mm-hmm. i love myself i'm going to work for myself and mm-hmm. strive to do better for myself not for a god or the big white man mm-hmm. in the sky that is so incomprehensible like like of, of course right. he's white <laughs> like, of course but we might need to do a part two so I can explain why Satanists chose Satan and Lucifer to mm. follow. But that's, again, because I know this episode is getting long and I want you to be able to give your thoughts. Um, we'll touch on that in a different episode. Thank you. Because I just thought of that. <laughs> I thought you were going like, to say... Oh, oops. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I want you to go to sleep. <laughs> no. When we're done recording, yeah, course, I do want you to no. go to sleep. You're good. It's and like sleep you're my bedtime in. story. No. I and I want you that. to sleep in. No, but... I, I gotta stick to my morning routine, babes. I gotta okay, do it. Okay, all right, fine. Then take a nap, please. Oh, okay. Mm, I'll try. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. I There were some things that popped up in my head while you were talking about um, Lilith Star mm-hmm. specifically. And I do think mm-hmm. you kind of touched on how other people have found this solace within other religions. And we've talked mm-hmm. in depth, I think, off the pod about how we have this belief that whatever the afterlife, whatever you believe the afterlife is, is what it will mm-hmm. be for you. And yes. I think that that goes to show like and can be applied to your life, to whatever you think is the right thing to do mm-hmm. whether it's your within your religion or not like is the right thing for you like you are the yes. only person who knows what is truly right and wrong in your universe and right. I, I feel like that's so powerful to recognize even if you are part of a structured religion like christianity or catholicism you you need yes. to recognize that like there is autonomy within you like you you mm-hmm. still chose to go to church every sunday and be part of this mm-hmm. organized religion and mm-hmm. i feel like when people just kind of get stuck in the motions i feel like that's part of when like they lose control of their lives and like things like depression can creep in not necessarily like religion causes depression i don't think that's a correlation but i think there is um a lot of fear it caused depression religion. for me yeah it caused depression for me too like, <laughs> i remember feeling isolated i think i talked about this yes feeling i was mm-hmm. in church on like good friday and yeah everyone around me is crying and i just looked up at the cross and i was like bro i feel nothing and yeah it, it yeah. just it, that feeling at age five when i'm supposed to be identifying with my parents and basically being mini Mm -hmm. versions of them and like extensions of them and feeling everything they're feeling and everything like I was like what's wrong with me (sighs) and I think that did trigger a lot of my insecurities of like what is wrong with me and it was only recently that I figured out that nothing is wrong with me there's nothing wrong I don't want to say with anybody because I I do think there are some things wrong with some people (laughs) on this planet. But girl, um, (laughs) you're like Janet from work. (laughs) I was going to say, make that joke earlier when you talked about um, revenge. I think that was in episode five. You talked about like healthy revenge. And I was like, yeah, you're going to 
hurt Janet from work. I don't know who the fuck Janet is, but she keeps popping my head. <laughs> Damn it, Janet, I love you. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love Rocky Horror. <clears throat> Rocky I, Horror Picture Show. I was also thinking about You're when welcome, you everybody. Tim Book Curry. a tarot reading with me. I do this all the time. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was thinking about how Tim Curry is basically like the Antichrist of our time. <laughs> like, because he was dressing up as a transsexual, transvestite from Transylvania. Hang on. Did you know, did you know, I found this out recently when I was walking, watching a documentary about it mm. on Tubi. He actually played Satan and what? was made up so heavily that when he went over to do it, he was like, I don't want all of these prosthetics and things on me. I want to use my face. I don't want to ever That's get that spooky. covered up again. <gasps> he played Satan and he had I've seen pictures of him and it's like you can't tell it's him. I redact underneath I agree. all of that. Oh my god. It's funny that you bring up it because like I was like I love it. Eight years old. I was like between six and get eight it? years old. Get it? I love I it. I love it. Ha 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 I was six Sorry. Anyway. to eight years old and MTV was really big on like TV and they would like basically do like top 20 old 80s movies top 10 90s mm -hmm. music videos and so they talked about it and they showed this one clip or maybe it was a whole movie I don't remember but I remember seeing him in the sewer or like the drainage pipe the water drainage oh yeah and I saw I it. still avoid those I avoid those too. I avoid those <laughs> because he was I was Tim Curry was horrifying <laughs> He scared the shit I out of me. I was walking. I was walking towards Barnes and Noble in this parking lot, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'll cut between these two cars and go towards the cross crosswalk." And I started walking, and I swear, people watching me probably thought, "What the fuck is wrong with her?" Because <laughs> I shit you not, I was walking with confidence. I saw the drain oh turned God. around. <laughs> And walked the other direction. <laughs> and walked on the other side of the same car. Because I refused oh my to God. go near. Like I refused. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm a lot better And that was it. like a week ago, guys. <laughs> that was a week ago. I'm a lot better with it now. I, I've, I was just put in way too many situations where I was like, it's either going to be, mm -hmm. I'm going to be embarrassed. Or I'm going to just like just just deal with my face my fear and mm -hmm. but when I was little we stayed with my grandmother for like a year when we first moved down to Polly's Island from New York and mm -hmm. the neighborhood that my grandmother lives in her house is smack dab in between four drain sewage drains and so my older brother would want to ride no. his bike around the, the neighborhood. Like oh, there was no, like a little a bike. There was like a little like um, island in oh. the middle, middle where like the post box, postal box was, the PO box, and cars no. could park. And there was trees in the middle of the island, right? And my brother would like uh -uh. to ride his bike around the island, and I'd be like, "No, can we like stop right here? Can we stop right there?" Like. We would, like, stay between these, like, little 20, maybe, like, 40 feet <laughs> to, 
played because I was scared. No. It was horrible. Goodbye, Marianne. It was on either side of the road, too, because there was four of them. There was nothing I could do. (sighs) No. That was Goodbye, Marianne. Goodbye. I love how we talked about Satanism and we ended on how Steph, how Tim Curry, I almost said Steph Curry, that's how tired I am, <laughs> how Tim Curry oh. scarred us. We'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about how horror movies shaped us in another oh episode. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about Chucky, like, oh, it, it fucked me up. Damn it. You're like, yes! <laughs> we can talk about there, it. There goes a good portion of my conversation piece. <laughs> Okay. I love Chucky. <laughs> all right. Anyway, but thank you. I guys. love all of the monsters, yes. though. Anyway, oh my thank goodness. you guys. Thank you, listeners. Hope you enjoyed. Yes, I hope this was very informative. I feel like all of anything that comes out of Mindra's mouth is informative <laughs> to me. I'm just like, yes, this is law. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Please no. Don't don't give me that much power. I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I do take it into the schema, basically, though. Like, it is, it just okay, co- all right. accumulates in my brain. And I'm like, yes, this fits in with my worldview. Yeah. <laughs> but thank yes. you, guys. There are definitely things that I uh-huh. need to learn and brush up on, and I will. It's just in my time frame. Mm-hmm. But, yes, thank you guys for listening. And we hope you keep listening and enjoy. And have a good rest of your night. Yeah. This has been The Dark Side. Or Day. Oh, The Dark Side.